Olympic champion and IOC member Keegan Randall. Hello everyone and welcome to this edition of Around the Rings Radio. I'm Ed Hula. Cross-country Olympic champion Keegan Randall may always remember the Pyeongchang Winter Olympics for the gold medal she won to close her competitive career. And it's also where her fellow Winter Olympians from around the world elected the American skier to an eight-year term as a member of the IOC Athletes Commission, and with it, a seat on the IOC. Randall, who's now 36, missed the chance to go to her first IOC session after her election in Buenos Aires last October. That's because just two months after being elected to the IOC, she was diagnosed with breast cancer and began treatment. Since then, it's been trips to medical centers for care, not IOC sessions that have been a priority. But with positive results so far, Randall is ready to roll as a member of the IOC, as well as on the board of directors for the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic committees, both serious commitments that she says she is ready to handle. I spoke with her at the IOC session in Lausanne, Switzerland. Yes, well, first the first full one. I got just a little tiny taste of one in, in Pyeongchang uh-huh. um, as I was confirmed as a member, but right. this is the first full deal, yeah. And what do you think? Uh, is this a good experience for you? I think it's really good as an athlete to get in a full appreciation for all that the Olympics uh, encompasses. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, you know, our experience is so focused on the games itself, but when you think about... Um, the bid process was eye-opening. The um, the Olympics, you know, solidarity program, uh, you know, the financial structure, the Agenda 2020. I mean, just on and on. There's all these components, and so to really sit here and and get kind of immersed in that has been um, a really good experience. Which all the information is on the is on the website, right. but until you are here and you appreciate the perspectives coming from the various. Uh, Olympic committees and getting to talk with the athletes and getting to talk with experienced members and other members that are new. It's it's something you can't replace except being here in person. And is this, uh, you know, th- does this lead to misperceptions on the part of athletes who aren't closely involved? That's how the Olympics and the ISC really works. Do you have a better understanding? Do you understand some things better than you did before? For sure. I mean, this is kind of what I saw in my athlete represent, representative role within the International Ski Federation was once I sat at the table and understand the decision-making processes and all the st- stakeholders, being able to take that, communicate it back to the athletes actually diffused a lot of issues that athletes had been really fired up about. Um, because once we could kind of understand our position, you know, amongst the fact that our voices were being heard, but that we were one player among many, um, that just that perspective, I think, really helped the athletes. And so for me to be here and and my fellow athlete representatives to have this understanding, now the trick is going back and communicating it to our greater athlete base, helping them understand kind of some of the complexities and how so much is being done truly for the passion of sport, I believe, and, and so that we can provide sporting venues and Olympic games and those kind of things. Um, and as an, as an individual athlete, sometimes it's hard to see that. Now, there's an idea that this is a, an ivory tower institution that doesn't listen to athletes. Do you think the athletes need to be more involved, can be more involved in the decisions of the IOC? I mean, I really think that a lot of good progress has been made. I mean, I think that from an athlete's perspective in the past, that's definitely been um, a problem. But 
athletes are being integrated at more and more levels of the decision making now. Um, and after being here, I've heard the uh, you know the athlete perspective already. The you know what's best for the athlete considered in several different proposals. So it's tough because when you're an athlete that's competing you have to be really focused on your performance and your sport and while you have a unique perspective um, and a stake in the game you can't always leave the field of play to sit at a boardroom i mean we've just now sat in a chair for 10 hours a day for three days and uh, coming from an athlete that's that's been hard for me you know so we have to find a way to to have good athlete representation to have a strong pathway of communication so that we can, you know, as we sit at these tables, we can push the information down about what's being decided to show the athletes that our voices really are being considered. Um, of course, there's always room for improvement and we have to continue to innovate that system, but I really feel that the athletes are a big part of the decision here. And, and you're also involved in that way with the U.S. Olympic Committee now by virtue of being an IOC member. It's a a, a, a fringe benefit that may may be happy or not that comes with a job. It's more time in the boardroom. Yeah, it was something that was a, a little bit of a surprise for my role. I didn't realize that I'd be a part of that in addition to my roles with the IOC here. But again, it's been eye-opening to really sit at that level and to hear the discussion and to really feel the passion from all the people that are involved. I mean, I you know there are, of course, some benefits from being involved uh, on the board and at levels, but I really think that the amount of work and sacrifice and dedication that the people on the board and, and in that organization are putting in um, is is really authentic to me. And when we last spoke a, a year or so ago, you were just starting a starting a battle with uh, with health issues. How's everything going for you in that in that quarter? It's amazing, you know. It's been uh, quite the year, but I am happy that I am now through the hardest part of treatment, and everything has gone as well as we could have hoped for. Uh, the prognosis is really good. I'm back to feeling strong. Um, it was frustrating to have all these cool opportunities that I was just ready to start into, and then I had to basically take a step back. So it's really great to finally be here and in person. And what I probably would have said was a mediocre day before, I now just uh, appreciate feeling good. Um, it's amazing, um, perspective change of, after going through something like that. And how about skis on, strapping on skis? Um, I, I, I mean, I love I love skiing. It's, it's the core of who I am. So I've been integrating it into various parts. It's not quite at the level I used to. Um, I've been ex having some fun exploring some new sports, um, training for the New York, new York Marathon this fall. I've uh, been doing some cycling events and swimming events and um, just I know I want to stay healthy. Um, physical activity has really brought so much positive positivity to my life so I'm going to continue doing that the best I can. Um, I appreciate my competitive years and, and I'll be cheering on uh, the skiers as they compete now. And it's certainly a good sign to be able to see you at the IOC session here in Lausanne and more to come. That's right. That's right. Just getting my feet wet here. Okay. <laughs> Thanks very much, Keegan yep. Randall. Pleasure to talk to you. Nice to talk to you as well. IOC member and Olympian Keegan Randall speaking with Around the Rings at the IOC session in June in Lausanne, Switzerland. I'm Around the Rings editor Ed Hula, reporting in Lausanne as well. And thank you for joining us on this edition of Around the Rings Radio. For 25 years, your best source of news about the Olympics is AroundTheRings.com.